Welcome back to Wake Up Winden, a casual conversation about a complicated show. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me today is Jerry. Jerry, how you doing? Hey, Brian. How's it going? Going great. We are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 8 today, and that is As You Reap. As you sow, so shall you reap. I always get it backwards. Anyway, um, <laughs> what did you think about this episode, Jer? It's, yeah, it's a great episode. Um, we, we learned quite a bit, um, and it's a tough episode, too, right? Uh, there's... You know the, the you know the whole paradigm of you know if I went back in time and you know usually the example they use is if I went back in time and shot Hitler would that would that stop World War Two right you know like or that type of thing right and you know how does potentially changing the past affect the future uh, or the present right and so we get a lot of that in this episode. Yeah, and we know Ulrich's answer to the question, would he kill Hitler? And uh, I think his answer would be, yes, he would, because he goes and really just tries to kill Helga. That's the main story, right? And he, uh, yeah. he, he, like, I think we can take from it, he's the one who ends up putting Helga in the situation where <laughs> the where the time travel, where he might run into this time travel business, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I can't believe... Uh, I can't believe Ulrich in this episode. I think uh, this is the, I don't talk to the TV a lot, but during this episode, I found myself shouting, Ulrich, no, no, Ulrich, no, all the time. How yeah, about you? I know. He kind of he runs around like a madman in this episode, doesn't he? He's kind of, he, there's no like self-awareness. Like he asks multiple times, multiple different people what year it is like I, I know he's he's time traveled and he, he can't necessarily get a grip on it and he's trying to figure it out but it's just like he he's just he's kind of out of control at least at least from my standpoint like you know if if it would have been charlotte going to the past like this i feel like she would have taken a completely different approach do you know do you know what i mean like that would have been something completely different but he's kind of all over the place he just got suspended like he's just kind of flying off the handle right yeah, I think you're right. Charlotte would be a lot more measured, but we do get Ulrich, and he doesn't have a plan, right? And I, I like what you said about, you know, we got to cut him some slack because he's time traveling. But at the same time, he needs to connect the dots a little bit faster. The one part I'm thinking of is, you know, he's heard it's 1953 a few times. And when he asks uh, Aegon Tiedemann about Helga Doppler, he still calls him. He's like, oh, the old man. He's an old man, right? Because <laughs> Aegon yeah. asks him if he's a he's, kid. He's like, he's not getting it. <laughs> no not not picking it up yeah because he meets you know he meets his father and he meets his grandmother and they tell him it's 1953 and Tanhouse also tells him it's 1953 and he's still i mean okay it's a really hard thing to believe right but after looking at the aesthetics of the world it would have to be a pretty elaborate prank uh <laughs> on him if uh this right was, if it wasn't real you know i know i know yeah he, he's just not catching it <laughs> um so, yeah, so Ulrich, the reason he got there, right, is because he followed Helga from the previous episode, but he kind of yep. lost Helga in the cave. Is that, that were, he, he, he didn't really follow him all the way through, correct? Right, right. I think he, he follows him kind of, uh, and then he kind of loses him, and then he just kind of keeps going, right? Like, he find, you know, he's got this lighter that has, like, a very good flame to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess they, the lighters are a little different than here in America. Um, but, uh, he's kind of finding the, the red, the red string, uh, and, and, you know, kind of the different, um, 
things going on in the cave. And, and now he's kind of at the point where he's like, I got to just kind of figure this out. And he keeps going deeper and deeper, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I like what you said about the lighter, too, because, yeah, he should have been just like, it should have been flickering on and off. And he should have been like, Shiza, Shiza, all the time. But <laughs> instead, he's got a, yeah. he must have a Zippo, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's like a, a, a super Zippo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's a kind of good flame to it, you yeah. know? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, he leads, he follows, you know, Ariadna's thread and he ends up uh, yeah. getting to the fork in the road. Now, um, Mikkel, we know he went right and it looks like Ulrich went to the left, correct? Correct. So we did not see any sign of uh, older Helga. Uh, we just did not run into him in the 50s. So not to say that he's not there, but he, we, he didn't show up. So we kind of lost the older version of Helga. But Ulrich... We did. Ulrich is in 1953 and I loved it's, yep. the, it's the first time the 50s are introduced in the show and again they knock it out of the park with the whole aesthetic uh the police cars are really excellent and then you have um the nuclear plant being developed and all the costumes from the characters are really excellent um what did you think about just the traveling uh just going into the fifties, everything from the setting to what we experienced yeah it's great and and they do they have so much fun with the fact that it's the 19th, you know, 1953, right? Because they show the kids that are, you know, the, the, the kids who are dead from the eighties and you have the, the mortician kind of going, well, like, you know, this guy takes the cake for the weirdest tattoo ever. And it's that like unicorn throwing up like <laughs> unicorn with like the rainbow. I think it's like throwing up rainbows or something like that. I mean, it's, it's just kind of funny the the way they do it is great. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, they they do a wonderful job with it and, and you do, you do feel like you're in that time frame and and it feels very authentic. Right. So I think that was Eric's tattoo, right? That had the, with the unicorn. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. Cause he's the guy, because remember one of them was described with red hair. So yeah, I think that's definitely Eric. Right. Yeah. That morgue, the mortician scene is really interesting because you have, um, you know, it's kind of, it's 1953. So. It's before, you know, and not to say that Winden is a very global place, but it's the before the globalization of Winden. So he mentions that, right. I, I believe it would probably be Yassin, who's the other body, and he mentions that he's of Mediterranean or Arabic descent. So that would be out of place in 1953 Germany. Um, and then, like you said, the tattoo, right. the clothes are made in China. China, um, that obviously hasn't become, you know, a world superpower yet, that, um, you know, a lot of clothes get made from there. So... Uh, just interesting to see what the world was like back then as well. Yes, and, and obviously, I, when I say 80s, that's where the coins are from. But they, they're, they're both from uh, 2019, right? The coins are the, the, the kids are from, the, yeah, that's right. The kids are from 2019. The kids are from, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, 2019, but the coins are from 1986. And, and that would be weird too, right? Imagine getting a coin from 2050 right, you know, right now. So, um, yeah, that must have been very strange right. for them. Um, okay, so that uh, so we have okay, so the two kids, right? There, we kind of start off with Helga, and he's you know biking to the um, construction site of the nuclear plant, and he sees the police investigation. He sees Aegon Tiedemann. We get the younger version of yep. him, and he's uh, you know getting his first uh, scene uh, glimpse at the crime scene, and uh, we know who the bodies are, but obviously it's a mystery for them. So Helga takes this news back home, or he goes back home, and he just gets um, he gets scolded pretty badly by his mom. It seems like kind of a uh, he's kind of has a tough upbringing, right? Yeah, Greta is kind of a not the warmest mother, 
uh, in the show. That's for sure. Uh, and, uh, and <laughs> the, the one scene, so the dad comes home, which is burned. Right. Uh, and he, you know, kisses his son and he's like, whatever. And then she kind of like says like, Oh, do you, have you seen what he's done? And then, then he kind of ignores her and he's, He's like, wait, what did you see, son? Like, what's going on? And then he's like, something about the power plant? Like, <laughs> and then he quickly leaves. It's just so funny. Like, you can kind of tell he's like that. That Burn doesn't want to be home. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, he's like, okay, I need to go home at some point. Uh, but he, you could just tell he doesn't want to be there. And I think it's primarily because of Greta. <laughs> right, and because the way they treat. Um, Helga is quite different. You know, he is pretty warm towards Helga. Um, he's like, what are we getting into? Yeah. Like, like, I'm, you know, like, a, you know, 99.9% of fathers, like he's, you know, he's loving towards his son and he's a kid and he's getting into mischief and, you know, the, the things that, you know, little boys normally do. Um, and, and I think, you know, so much of, of this episode and of, of what happens to Helga is, is kind of dictated by Greta, right? Because, She's the one who kind of says, like, later in the episode, you know, when Egon asks about Gretchen, you know, she's like, we, we don't allow animals in this house. You know, she's not, not like, oh, we don't like dogs, I get allergies, you know, like this type of thing, or like, you know, I'm not a dog person, or, you know, you know, maybe we're, the, we're like cats more. No, just we don't have animals here. They're not allowed. And and so you kind of see why um, Helga would, would, you know, would collect things like dead birds, right? Because yeah. he's not, you know, that he has a family, you know, a family member and his mom that that does not allow him to kind of have animals. You know, isn't isn't warm towards animals. Probably never would take him to the zoo. You know, <laughs> the wind <laughs> clearly negative towards animals. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to imagine uh, the wind in zoo in 1953, but uh, maybe they could go to Munich or they could go to you know Berlin. Yeah, you could. I mean, they could go on a trip and go to a zoo at some point and. I don't think that's uh, that's on, on Greta's docket. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Jared, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's allowed leaving Winden. That that seems to be against the rules of the show. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Gre- Gre- Greta is so mean towards Helga, and I think it seems to be a cleanliness issue, right? Because you talked about no animals in the house. Um, she's very upset that Helga's dirty. From he doesn't even seem that dirty from visiting the construction site. I don't. I didn't. I mean, he wasn't, like, offensive, you know? No, he wasn't. But the way she just made him take off all of his clothes, you know, down to his underwear, and, you know, like, you know, and then she brought him the clothes. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, all right, take off your clothes. I'm going to throw them in the washing machine. You go upstairs and, get, you know, get, you know, put on your clothes. She gives him the clothes. Like, it's, it's very controlling. Right, right. And that's when Byrne comes out. And we should mention that Burned, he's the one, the reason he's so important is because he is kind of the operator of the power plant, right? And we have the scene with him later where Correct. He, he thinks it's the coal, the coal company who is um, kind of behind the two bodies and they're trying to ruin him. They're trying to stop the nuclear power plant from being developed. So uh, Burned, uh, it goes a lot deeper than that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's so funny, like, Egon is kind of a pushover in this episode. Like, you just kind of are like, come on, Egon, like, you know, uh, you know, grow a pair. Like, <laughs> give, give some pushback, you know? And when he talks to Burn and he's like, all right, I need to know who was on shift here. Like, who who, who was working here when, you know, when the boys were discovered? Um, you know, like, doing some investigative, you know, um, research here. And then all of a sudden he's just like, no, no, it's, it's the coal. 
the cool yeah. people did it. They, like, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, you're, you're looking in the wrong spot. Don't look at my people. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy. He doesn't, you know, I would push back. You gotta, or at least I, I hope that I would push back and say, no, and like, you need to give me with people that you have here. You know, we can talk about your cold people, but we need to talk about your people first, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, no matter the time period, uh, if there's an investigation going on at the nuclear power plant, the person in charge will not help with the investigation. Between Bern Doppler, Alexander Tiedemann, they are very unhelpful uh, when it comes to the shifts. Yeah, they're not going to help you. They're not going to help out the, the, the police force. No, definitely no. not. <laughs> no, so yeah, so burned is kind of interesting. Um, I think, you know, and the first time going through this show, I don't know how much I was paying attention to Burned. You know, there's so many characters. And I kind of just thought he was kind of this looming, scary figure, kind of. They kind of play creepy music the second time when he's talking to Aegon behind him. But he is warm towards Helga, which I didn't pick up, I think, the first time. I thought, you know, you, you know, you have these black and white characters who you think they're all evil or they're all good. But obviously that's not the case, and especially in a show like Dark. So I just kind of thought... right. I think he's an interesting character. Some of these characters from the 50s, they don't really give them names. And I think we should give them names because Greta is never mentioned, her name really. Or if it is, it's very quick. Same thing with Doris, that's Aegon's wife. And that's not a major spoiler, yeah. I think, to give away the names. But just to be able to talk about them easier, I think we should at least give them their names. Because you could, I mean, it's on the dark website and it's not a big yep. spoiler. Yep. To- you know, do that. No, I totally agree, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's good to, to talk about them and their main characters. I mean, Doris is, is the main character, you know, and, and, and so is Greta. I mean, they're in multiple episodes. They're, you know, an important part of the story in the show. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, this episode is all in the fifties, right? So we haven't seen any of these characters yet. So they have to kind of try to develop, you know, we've had seven characters, seven episodes to develop the other characters. They get one to develop these characters. So it is kind of tough. But I do wish we could have heard their names, especially Greta and Doris, because I don't think we get those, or at least it's not easy to get them. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's it's the show is writing, right? I mean, it's going to be hokey, like, if, if all of a sudden Egon comes home and goes, oh, hey, Doris, like, you know, it's like... Yeah. No, they're going to get to the good stuff. They're going to get to the, the pertinent stuff. Their names, as far as the story, you know, at the current moment, aren't super important. We're going to recognize their faces. And we're going to learn who they are over time. But, um, you know, it's more important as to what's going on, you know, and, and what's happening. Uh, and, and Ulrich recognizing both of his parents within, you know, an hour of being in the in, in the past, right? <laughs> in right. Yeah, <laughs> very convenient. So when Ulrich does, you know, he, he ends up in the 50s and he goes to the forest and he ends up on the road and he sees a car pull up. And like you said, it's uh, his family members. It's his grandma, who I don't know what, I don't know, it, I don't know if he knew her or not. It, it didn't seem to recognize her. But once he hears Tranta, that's kind of when it kind of clicks for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, keep in mind, he, he just went to the past, right? So he's, he's really like, okay. I mean, I think at that point he's like, you know, this is weird. The car looks very weird. It looks like an old time car, but it doesn't look like, you know, um, one that, that you'd normally see. Right. I mean, sometimes people, you know, keep, you know, upkeep on, you know, older cars and they, they have them kind of nice, but that one looks like it's just a normal older car <laughs> and it's yeah. driving by and you know, okay. Then there's this little boy and his name is Tronti. My, my father's name is Tronti. Like, you know, probably thinking it's weird, but not like 
super weird. And then they say it's 1953, but uh, maybe they were crazy, right? So, so you keep moving forward, but uh, he, I don't think it hasn't super clicked for him yet. Right. Right. And I guess when, you know, Tanhouse independently of Agnes and Tronta tell him that it's 1953, that has to be a big clue that, you know, it can't just be a prank or it can't just be a hoax. Like this, this that's pretty weird that they both came up with this year, right? This has to be true. Right. And, and I think HG really should be the point where he's like, okay, this is definitely the past because he looks just, I mean, it's, it's him, it's HG, but as a, as a young man running this the store like uh, you know he knows him from you know the older version of him so he, he should see the younger version it's the same store you know but it looks a little different and just kind of know that okay i'm in the past you know and then of course his mom walks in and uh, you know it's <laughs> he's just struggling with it and he's leaving his coat everywhere like you know <laughs> he's just not he's not he's not himself he's he's kind of he's, he's going on he's all over the place yeah, and Ulrich makes a few major mistakes in this episode, and leaving the coat in Tanhouse's room is definitely one of the biggest ones, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. And he, because, uh, you know, he doesn't have access to the cell phone. Uh, he doesn't, uh, and then, obviously, Tanhouse has access to it, and that must be weird for him. <laughs> but Ulrich, he leaves yeah. his jacket, and he goes so, because he finds out from Enos Conwald, it's kind of cool, so we see Enos and Yana, and... Um, Yep. So, and those are characters, you know, we have three versions of them, and uh, the show is so complicated. We're starting to see three versions of a few different characters, including Tranta, uh, Yana, Enos, a few others in this episode. Um, so it's pretty interesting seeing that. But they give him the news. Uh, Enos is spreading some gossip that uh, there are two bodies at the construction site, right? Right. And, uh, and Ulrich's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just... Just, uh, yeah, he's like, he, he perks up quite a bit when he hears that. Yeah, so much so that that's where he leaves his jacket right on the spot and sprints out of the room. And uh, <laughs> and he ends up going to the police station. And uh, he ends up talking to Aegon there. And he's asking about Helga. And he's like, yeah, this old guy, Helga. And Aegon's like, no, Hel the, he's a young kid. You know, he's a boy. And he finds out that he's burned Doppler's son. And that makes... That makes Ulrich leave. Now, is it because Ulrich had thought about his encounter with the young Helga, which I guess we should talk about as well? Um, what made it click that it was Burn Doppler? Like, what made it click for him there? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's just, it, it's really clicking to him that he's in the past, right? I, I mean, I think that's when it really clicks. And then he's like, look, I just need to find Helga. No, no, you know, no matter what, where we are or what time we're in or whatever, I just need to find him because he's convinced at this point that, that he has something to do with, with, uh, Mikkel, right. I, I mean, and potentially even Matt, like, I'm sure he's thinking that I'm sure he's thinking about both of them as he's doing this. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's an interesting scene, right? So you have Helga who's being, um, bullied because he's the, you know, the rich guy's son, right who's kind of starting up this power plant that's very powerful so the kids are going to make fun of him and and bully him and you know pretty terribly so as well and uh Ulrich actually offers advice when he sees him right he says you know you need to fight back you need to bite them like and then later in the episode you know Helga bites him right and and really puts up a good fight against Ulrich you know for for a boy being fighting a man right i mean 
he kind of almost heeds the words of Ulrich earlier in the show, which which occur, and um, you know, it, it it was interesting. Yeah, man, such a tough scene too, and I he definitely does take the advice of Ulrich. You know, Ulrich told him you got to fight back, even though they're stronger than you. Doesn't matter, fight any way you can, and he does take his advice. And yeah, I'm just like. Ulrich's closing speed, man, he'd be like a terrible linebacker because he cannot catch Hel- Like It takes a long time to catch Helga, doesn't it? <laughs> he sure does. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, um, it's, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where Ulrich in this episode, I, he's just kind of, he's all over the place. I feel like he's not, um, he's not as sharp as he would be normally, though. You know, I feel like Ulrich before he lost his son, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, being a normal cop, if he was kind of chasing after someone in a police situation, he would have been faster. But I feel like he's just kind of all over the place and not, not playing at 100%. Yeah, and maybe, you know how, like, you get jet lag if you go, you know, travel across the country. Maybe he's getting, like, a extreme travel, time travel jet lag because, you know, he's gone, what, 66 years in the past? So he's got to be a little discombobulated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, is that I think there's a part of him that knows what he's doing is wrong, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there is. He's hesitating yeah. when he's doing things. Even when he starts talking to Helgi, um, uh, you know, when they're sitting down at the, you know, the kind of like steps near Helga's um, house, he he says things like, you know, hey, you know, you know, you can tell he's hesitating. Right. He's hesitating about what he needs to do. He knows that he could potentially stop something and you can kind of see his mind working. He's talking through it. Um, but what seems to switch it for him is is when he sees the box with the dead birds. And, you know, like how like, yeah, they look so beautiful when they're dead. And, and you know, is that a weird thing for a kid to say? Sure. But is it that weird if the kid never is allowed to see animals and is suppressed? You know, that, that's kind of the only way he's going to see animals is if they're dead, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, and, and kind of falling in the, out of the sky onto the house, you know? Like, um, he's not going to see live animals with, with bread up, you know, <laughs> watching them like a hawk. So, um you know, it all makes sense. They do. Dark does a really good job of kind of making everything make sense, but you're kind of seeing it unfold in front of you. And you know, that's the part where he kind of like loses it, and he's like, "All right, I, I need to, I need to kill this boy." Right. <laughs> right. Well, you mentioned him hesitating, right? I think he's like looking for any little excuse to like want to kill Helga or like to to do what he's gonna do, because you know he's asking about the braids. Like, did you kill them? And it's like he's like kind of hoping that they that he says yes. And then it's like, they look so beautiful when they're dead. And he's like, oh, this kid's creepy. Okay, okay, I can do this. But then he's kind of like, Helga's explaining, like, you know, they're, they he, they fell from the sky probably because, you know, we've seen that that's what happens with time travel. But I do think Ulrich's looking, yeah. for, Ulrich's looking for a reason. And, you know, as the audience, when we see the bird in the box, we're kind of thinking, okay, Helga, this creepy guy, he's he's been creepy all along. But the explanation would be that he's collecting them because they have fallen from, you know, the time travel or whatever. But, you know, yeah, and he's a kid. He does. He's not allowed to be around animals. And all of a sudden he sees a bunch of birds, you know, fall from the sky. He's going to check that out. I mean, that's, that's going to be the most exciting thing that happens all month, if, if, all, <laughs> if not all year, you know. That's true. And, you know, he's not the only uh, child in Wyndon who's collected dead birds. You know, we've seen Charlotte do the same thing. And we don't think any less of Charlotte, right? No, not at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that uh, the whole Lurick thing, it's just so sad. I mean, the the... Uh, Helga, it's so sad. Uh, his life, 
it's and especially yeah. this episode it's just so messed up and you know like he is a rich boy right he has maybe like you look at their house you think he's spoiled he has like everything he could want but he doesn't have the love from his from his mom obviously and who knows how much his dad is around so um and then obviously what happens to him with Ulrich here is just the icing on top right and um it leads him to this life of you know just just awfulness it seems like um, yeah, no, and you you do know that he's going to be okay, right, when you're watching it, right? Because, like, in my mind, it was, you, you kind of, you see it, you feel terrible for him. Obviously, he's, he's being bludgeoned by Ulrich, but uh, at the same time, you're like, he's going to survive this because he's got scars on his ears, and even in the episode prior to this, you see him as a boy waking up in that room with the wallpaper, and you, you kind of know he's going to be okay, um, but it still makes for dramatic TV, and... You know, obviously the end of the episode where Ulrich's kind of sitting outside the bunker and it's, it's just looks so creepy. It's such a creepy shot. You know, the, the look on his face and the way he's just kind of watching the closed door, like, it, it's just super weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's terrible. And this is the other mistake I want to talk about with Ulrich. Now, I'm just wondering, so why is he sitting out there? Is he hoping that, you know, he's going to die at some point in there and that's going to change everything and, like, Ulrich's going to magically transport away? Like, if I was Ulrich, I would hightail it out of there and get back to the caves, but he's just sitting out there. I, th- I think he's just making sure that, like, no one finds him. Okay. And not no one finds him, but I think he's he's in disbelief at what he's done. Yeah. And I feel like he's he's kind of waiting to see, like, if, you know, if someone shows up to try and save him or, or that type of thing. He's kind of in disbelief in what's going on. And like I said, he's, he's lost it. You know, he's he's not of sound mind. So... He's just sitting outside that door, just kind of thinking things through, but, you know, just in, in disbelief is what he's probably regret of what he's done. Um, but then also making sure that, that, you know, that he doesn't walk out or he doesn't survive or that there's no movement in there or anything like that. Right. Right. And it is the Doppler bunker, correct? I mean, they, they own it at this point yeah. because we see him earlier in the episode kind of playing like toys, uh, like soldiers, right? Like he's playing like, soldier. Yeah. yeah. It's so cute. And yeah. you're just like, Oh, and he's throwing like the little cut, the, the, you know, the, the, the honeycomb or yeah. whatever, whatever that is, the, you know, throwing it around like a grenade and got the little stick as a gun. And, you know, you just feel terrible for him this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. And then another reason to feel terrible for him, because um, he, he kind of has a crush on Claudia, right? And when Tranta comes into town, Claudia kind of just stops caring about um, Helga and they go on a walk together and Helga, uh, he gets sent home by Claudia, right? And, uh, you know, he's so he's, he's also dealing with rejection from a from a crush in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then he throws that stick right in the cave, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Gretchen goes after it. <laughs> yeah, and Gr- Gretchen's missing the rest of the episode, and um, that leads Aegon to go visit Greta, um, which is kind of an interesting scene, too. Here's, yeah, um, it, it's a, isn't that such a weird scene when he visits Greta and is like, hey, have you seen Gretchen? Like, uh, you know, and she's just like, no, we don't allow animals in here. And then just the awkward silences between the two of them are so super interesting i mean they're just so weird aren't they yeah he's trying to be so polite isn't he and uh greta doesn't care at all he's just she doesn't care about formalities um what i wanted to say about Aegon in this episode you know with his haircut 
I just think he would fit in on like a 1950s basketball team, like uh, like for the Indiana Hoosiers or something. Like he'd he'd like be a starting small forward and fit right in with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. He's... Definitely a small forward. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if cause you can see him be kind of gangly and like you know, but taller and maybe having some ball you know ball handling skills. But yeah. Yeah. yeah he's totally. A, he's a hustle player. He does. Uh, he's the coach's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay so anyway <clears throat> Aegon so maybe we should talk through kind of what Aegon's going through in this episode we've already talked about the mortician scene um but I kind of thought Aegon had an interesting moment when he's talking to his uh his counterpart maybe that's his boss I'm not sure what it is that um at this point but he's talking to the other police officer and he's asking about kind of the psychology of a, of a murderer and the other guy's kind of dismissive of it but Aegon's kind of on to the future of, you know, detective work, don't you think? Um, he's a little bit ahead of his time. And that scene he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah he because he's, yeah. he's kind of piecing things together a little bit. Um, you know, he makes some mistakes in this episode, but in that scene, he's, he's not making a mistake. He's, he's definitely ahead of his time. Yeah, the conversation reminds me a little bit of the show Mindhunter. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but they go into the psychology of serial killers and kind of interviewing them and just to kind of help, like, prevent them in the future, right? And I kind of think that's what Aegon's yeah. kind of going for, but the police chief's not hearing any of it. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen like one or two episodes of that show. It, it, it was good. Yeah. It, the, the two episodes I saw, I probably need to go back to it. But um, but that that's you know another another solid Netflix show. Yeah, I feel like Netflix should start paying us for this. But yeah, I mean they, <laughs> they have good content. You no. Know? Oh yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, I haven't seen it all the way through. I've seen like a season and a half, but I I definitely recommend it. And. Uh, it is, you know, heavy material, just just like this show, so it can be kind of tough, but... Uh, just like Dark, yeah. But even more so, because it's, like, uh, true stories about these, you know, <laughs> horrible serial killers, so... Serial uh, killers, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to Dark. Um, so, yeah, we have a Aegon and the police chief, um, Aegon, you know, doing his investigations. Um, what else do you think about Aegon? Do you want to talk... Do, uh, have we missed any Aegon scenes here? I don't think so. Yeah, I think, I, I think I think we've got them all. Yeah, and um, I guess what we should talk about too is kind of Tanhouse and the Stranger. They have a conversation throughout this episode, and it's kind of just interwoven throughout. Uh, we'll see a few scenes from the '50s, and then these guys are talking. And um, oh, here's one question I want to ask, Jer. Why um why do you, like so he has the cell phone right, Tanhouse from Ulrich, and I believe it's right. You know, 33 years later, and it still works. And I'm just wondering, like, does he have a char? How how would it still work without a charger or anything? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I I think you know he's a scientist, and and, and he's um, you know fairly you know an intuitive mind, and you know constantly works with clocks, right? So you know there needs to be small um, batteries within clocks, right? Mm -hmm. And there are certainly small batteries in our, our cell phones. So, you know, it's, it's in my, in my assumption, he makes the leap to try and figure out how to get some juice into that, into that cell phone. Right. And, and I don't think that's that big of a leap. The other thing I checked out, it looks like, uh, when Ulrich left it, it was 83%. So he's got some time to work with it. If he kind of puts his mind to it and not, figures out how to turn it off and turn it on, um, to get it to kind of, um, you know, find a way to keep it charging. Yeah. Hey, say what you will about Ulrich, but that man keeps his phone charged. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. But for flying off the handle, 83%, that's pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I can't believe you had time to do that. I would have, you should have, should have been like 13%, I feel like, with uh, Ulrich's day. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, but, you know, he, he's, he's pretty good with the things he's got in his pockets, right? Phone is charged. The lighter's got a really good <laughs> good good flame to it. it. It's set up, you know, ready to, to go through any cave he needs to go through. He's, he's, he's got it set up as far as tools. It's just mentally he's just kind of losing it yeah no it's been it's been a rough couple weeks in winden for this guy so uh understandably so i guess um and okay so what can we say about these uh because so jerry and i were talking before the episode about these conversations and they are very prescient for the future of the show it's kind of hard to talk about it um uh r- right now I, I think we definitely want to talk about it in spoiler sections but they're having a conversation about you know can the future influence the past. Um, uh, you know, our de- the fate of our destiny. Our is it predetermined? Wh- what do you have to say about this, Jer? Yeah, so I, you know, it's nice what Dark does because it kind of goes into the crux of any show with any show or movie with time travel, right? You, you can only do one of two things, right? You're either going to a have everything be the same way it's always been. In other words, you know, if you're going to have someone go to the past guess what? They've always been going to the past and they've always been doing that same exact thing. And that's the way it all works. Right. Or there's the other path where things can change, right? Going to the past will affect the future and the the present that you left behind. Right. Um, so, so you, you, he's kind of spelling it out there and, you know, Tanhouse is very much like, well, that's a theory and, you know, I don't know. And, you know, what's, what's interesting is the stranger's not picking it up, right? Uh, Tannhaus is very much like, he's not saying like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. You go, you go back to the future or the past. You can change the future. Like, that's, you know, I, I truly believe that. No, he's like, I, I don't know about that. Like, and, and the stranger's just like, well, I think I can do that. Like, he's, yeah. he's not listening to him, right? Yeah, yeah the stranger's desperate to change, to change the past, and... When he asks um, Tanhouse if he can, if it's possible to change the past, Tanhouse tells him, you know, most scientists would, or would say no, it's not possible. So um, yeah, he's kind of spelling out, you know, the show. And you know, if we just take what happened in this episode with um, Ulrich beating up Helga, it looks like it's, uh, you know, the uh, version A of what you're talking about is that whatever happened happened. It always happened in the past, right? At least based on this right, episode, right? So. Um, it is interesting, but yeah, like all, like you said, all time travel shows like deal with this question. And I think dark does handle it really well. Um, they talk about one. Yeah. And, and it's, it's nice. They talk about it like up front. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, uh, you know, okay. As a, as a, as a viewer, you need to understand, you know, what one you're on. Are you on path A or path B? You, you know, they kind of talk through it, which is kind of nice. It, it's kind of hit it on the nose, but I, 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 I like it. Oh yeah. No, it's, it, it's, it's really cool. And it really does help. Um, I don't know, like it, time travel, it can be so hit or miss in these shows. And um, I really think having the different versions of the characters really helps in the show because you kind of feel connected to them. And um, I don't know, they just do, you know, once you get past the point, okay, they're time traveling and they have these devices in the cave, like it's it's just really well done. So um, uh, I guess yeah. who, let, and they do a good job with casting. We've said this before, but well, yeah. I'll say it again. They cast yeah. very well. Yeah. All the actors, and you know, sometimes they're actually related to the people with the older versions of themselves, which is, I, in my mind, that's not cheating. That's that's doing even better work than, <laughs> than, than you know, than what you're doing before. But um, 
the way that they, they, they kind of make sure that either through blood or just through general appearance, the characters, the older versions and younger versions look exactly like the, the primary version. Oh, yeah. you know, they do a great job with that. Yeah, Yana and Enos, uh, the younger version of them, they looked just <laughs> just like the versions of themselves uh, in the future. Oh yeah, you know? without a doubt. I mean, they're, they're they're yeah, they're spot on with that. Yep, yep, and uh, yeah, it's uh, all the casting. Yeah, they one of the stronger parts of the show. The cat, and then uh, the music again. You know, hitting all the beats of dark. Right, the music I thought was great in the show. They have you know this familiar song. It came came out a little bit early for music in the episode for dark, but. Uh, I kind of associate it with like weird things happening on the show, but it's kind of like this. Bah, 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 bah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, can't do yeah. it justice. But yeah, I know. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't do it justice either. But but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I so there's just a few different ones in the song. And then of course we have the musical montage. Uh, I think the song is called "Wishing Well." Uh, at least that's what I had in my notes. But I did I did like it. And um, you know, we did yeah. miss miss a few things with Aegon because we have. And I'm kind of questioning, so like Aegon and um, his his wife Doris, they're putting a room up for rent, and that's why Agnes is in town. Agnes is taking that room. But I'm trying to think, you know, a police officer in 1953 Germany sounds like an especially good job for, um, for oh, sorry, what's his name, for Aegon. And for Aegon, it yeah. doesn't seem like they'd be strapped for cash. So I'm just wondering why they're kind of t- uh, hosting somebody. Uh, did you think about that at all? You know, I didn't. I, I I saw like they have a larger house. It could, it, you know, it could just be. It, I don't think she works, right? Doris doesn't work. Uh, although that I think that's probably common for the 1950s um, for the wife not to work. But you know, maybe they were like, this is a big house. We can we can rent out a room for sure. Um, or maybe even they rent out two rooms, right? One for Tronti, one for uh, Agnes. So, so I, I don't know. It's not that big of a stretch. People always want a little more money and. You know, renting out rooms, I feel like it's it's pretty common. Yeah, and maybe just for some company because uh, it's really insinuated that Aegon is never home uh, in this episode. Yeah. So um, he he tries to protect Wyndon by himself. It's 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 yeah, it's his responsibility. The entire town. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's Batman, I guess. But um, we, we have so. We have like Agnes and uh, we have Agnes and Doris. They kind of have a moment together when they're making the bed during the musical montage. Their hands touch and they kind of look at each other. Something to keep an eye yeah. on. <laughs> um, we see Tronta. Man, he's got some horrible scars on his arm. It looks like somebody took a cigarette and just you know pressed on his on his arm. Really terrible stuff. Right. And um, we know. And I think that's. I mean, that's inferred to be the, the his father, right? You know, Agnes kind of shudders a little bit when she's like oh yeah he's not he's not with us like he's not in the picture um you know you kind of get that feeling right yeah because yeah uh, they do ask about the husband and yeah he's a bad person she's not sad that he's dead and uh they don't really speak of it too much more um i did think it was interesting because aegon's asking about her heritage or um at least her lineage and she's about to he asks you know she says her grandma had lived there and she's about to reveal it but they get interrupted by, I think, Claudia coming home looking for her dog, right? Right. Um, she doesn't get the words out. She doesn't get it out, <laughs> no. But uh, I think it's interesting that the show put it in there, at least. Uh, and, uh, you know, we don't get an answer to it. So I, I just, I, I, I did like that scene. And even though it's frustrating because, like, you want to find out. But uh builds the mystery a little bit more. They, they do that with a couple of different things. And it's always kind of fun when they do it. You know, like... Uh, 
you know, something that's kind of important, but not like super critical. And, and then they kind of stop it. There's like a stop, you know, there's something that kind of interjects and then, and then they don't really get to it. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely thinking of a moment in the future, but we won't, won't say that one now, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I was, I mean, I was thinking more like a Wooler's eye. That's know, what like I'm thinking. Multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so the stranger and Tanhouse, they kind of have a contentious ending to the conversation. So what goes on here, Jerry? Is it that the stranger wants to change time and he, does he present him his, um, his time traveling device? Is that what happens here? Yeah, he does. So he, he shows, uh, HT, his, his device. And then he shows like, you created this and kind of shows him his initials in there. Uh, at the end of the episode, um, we see that, he, you know, he did create it, and we see the the newer version of it, right? But he doesn't tell the stranger that, and uh, and and the stranger's just trying to figure out a way to change for the change the present and the future based on changing the past, right? right. Um, and and you know, making sure that how to change, you know, uh, time via tra- time travel, right? Right. And as we leave things at the end of the episode, that version of H.G. Tanhouse, he's now in possession of two different time-traveling devices, correct? Correct. And they're side-by-side. He had them at the end. Okay, so that's where we leave things with him. And he's got Ulrich's cell phone still, and it still has power somehow. Like Jer said, maybe he... I I like your explanation. I I think he probably did find a way to um, get get a way to get a charge into it, so... I just found it interesting. I was like, man, that's a, it's a good battery life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if he could figure out how to make a time machine, <laughs> he could probably figure out how to keep a battery going in a, in a cell phone, even though it's the 1950s. Right. <laughs> fair point. That was a very fair point. Um, all right. So, um, I'm trying to look through my notes here, see if there's anything else from the episode proper that we want to talk about before we get into spoilers. Um, I, no, the one thing I, I'd like to talk about yeah. was kind of uh, the quote at the beginning. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I thought that was kind of an interesting one. Obviously, you know, um, the, the quote's from The Tempest, right? Um, and it's uh, it's the quote of, here, I have it up on my computer screen. It's like, hell is, hell is here, uh, all the devils are here, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hell is empty and all the devils are here. Um, you know, it's... I don't know, I thought that was really interesting and kind of a cool way to start out, kind of a, a dark episode. Um, and, you know, I, I, I thought that was kind of neat uh, to, to kind of have. And then, obviously, the the name of the episode, As You Sow, So Shall You Reap, uh, you know, gives it a Bible verse. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it, it's harsh, right? I mean, that's kind of a harsh quote, too. Um, and uh, it's... Uh, it, it, kind of sets a tone for the the episode i felt yeah well it's interesting because i'm just thinking about helga and you know in ulrich's mind helga's already done all these things right he's already sewed his back right but obviously that hadn't happened for him yet <laughs> it's just um i don't know it's just it's just crazy there's i think there's a lot of different things um you know ulrich's doing some sewing right in this episode so we'll see what happens to he him. sure is yeah yeah um yeah he- we don't really see him reaping it yet, but no. uh, but he's certainly sowing. Yeah, he's definitely sowing. Uh, and then just going off the quote, you know, not there's. I think there are maybe like one or two more episodes that start with a quote, but it is interesting that this one starts with a quote as well. And um, you know, it is just ominous with like the black screen and the white words. 
and the music they play with it. And uh, it really kind of gives you like a foreboding sense in this episode. Uh, it makes you kind of like, okay, what's about to happen here, right? It, it sets the tone for the episode, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, that's the thing with quotes, right? I, I, I like how Dark does it. They don't do it every episode. But sometimes a quote to start an episode is very powerful, especially if you do it sparingly, right? Yeah. Um, and so I felt like that was well done. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool to see that at the beginning. And I definitely had to pause and say, okay, what are they saying? What what did it say here? So um, I'm glad you brought that up too. Um, okay, so we've talked about the montage, talked about all the things. Um, uh, hey, I'm, I'm wondering something here. Ulrich, does Ulrich give Helga that coin uh, on the necklace from 86? Like when he's talking to him before he beats him up, he like shows him the coin. Does he give him that coin? I guess. Right. Cause, I mean, but, but there's a couple of different coins, right? Like, I mean, sure. there's, there's multiple 1986 coins. I, yeah. I mean, I think he, he kind of does, but I feel like there are other ones too, you know, cause he, he is in 1986 at a certain point. So they kind of, I mean, I feel like he has an abundance of those. Yeah. I'm just wondering if like Helga gets that in 1953, if, and he keeps that, I'm wondering if that's the reason the other kids have the coins too. It's just, I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh, the bootstrap paradox of it all. <laughs> where did it start? Yeah, the chicken yeah. and the egg, you know? Where did where did all these objects start? Um, okay. I hear you, yeah. So I guess kind of creeping into spoiler territory, so maybe we should talk, yeah. talk freely. So if you uh, have not seen the rest of the episodes here, we are going to talk about it from the perspective of seeing the entire show. So if you want to drop out here, we, we understand. And we were going to talk about spoilers. We'll give you about five seconds to turn off your device. So five, four, three, two, one. All right. So, Jer, uh, this was pretty cool <laughs> going back and watching this yeah. episode, huh? Oh, man. I, I was like, you know, you, you watch the entire, all three seasons. And, you know, they, they, at a certain point, they kind of come to, like, the, the conclusion at the end of season three that there's a third world, and that's the big reveal of the entire show. But they just give it to you in the in episode eight of season one. I mean, they, they lay it out for us right there and then, you know. And uh, Tanhouse with his, you know, most people see two worlds. They see black, they see white. They see, you know, good, bad, you know. Um, they, they see, you know all that stuff but they're really none of that stuff truly exists right it the world is is made in gray there there's there are not like absolutes when it comes to certain things you know the, the real world we live in has both positives and negatives and you know multiple viewpoints uh and, uh, and they he kind of spells it out right here in episode eight i mean what did you think yeah, well, he talks about the Triketa, right? And uh, I was right. pretty shocked because I thought that first time we heard that was in season three, but it was not. It was definitely right here. And I think what I thought at the time when they show the three different, you know, the three prongs, um, you know, Sigmunda symbol or whatever, I thought it was referring to the three time periods we have in the show. So, like, I thought one was 2019, one was 1986, one was 1953. And then the middle is the cave where you could, you know, travel in between. That's just what I thought it meant. Obviously, it has a much deeper meaning where it's the, the three worlds, um, uh, you know, Jonas's world, Marta's world, and Tannhaus's original world. So I, I just, I thought it was so cool <laughs> just going back and seeing them lay that all out. They talk about the... Oh, it, 
The bridge. It totally is. It, it, it's it's such a great scene, and yeah, no, I I thought the same thing. Right, thirty three years, you know, Tricata, three different time periods. Everything was kind of threes, and so it kind of made sense. But looking back on it now, you're like, oh wow, they just they just gave us the whole the big twist at the very end of the show in episode eight. But we we didn't we weren't we weren't ready to accept it. We weren't ready to process it. Right. No. Um, and understand it quite yet. Right. Well, we don't even know there's two worlds, right? We were talking about that before. Right. Before right. We, we just yeah. have we just have one world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, once we get that second one, we never think about the fact that oh, and you know, in, in episode you know, in episode eight of season one, they kind of talked about three. Like it doesn't even cross our minds, right? No. And, and that's the that's the cool part. And I think it's so funny too that the um you know, how complicated the show gets. And I was talking to a few of my friends who are just watching like the very first couple episodes and they're telling me how complicated it is and how hard it is to follow. And I was just chuckling to myself. I was like, Oh, just you wait. You have no idea. If you think, <laughs> if you think it's hard now, just like it. Yeah, it does. It gets tough, but you know, the, with the websites there to help you, it's, uh, it, you know, it, and sometimes watching it more than once, that's, that's the real key. You kind of, you got to kind of love the show in order to really, enjoy it um and if you watch it more than once you really pick up on things yeah no it's uh, so cool yeah just and especially seeing how the characters connect and you can kind of put context to them because you know when we're first seeing some of these guys like burn doppler or even yana from the past and um uh, enos from the past it could take you a second wait who is that how do i know them and um you know you're supposed to know them right but it's kind of hard to put put the pieces into place and i hear that from a lot of people who are watching the show they they need help with the family tree and the characters. And I totally understand that too. Uh, it's so hard to talk about even. So, um, yeah. Uh, can we talk about Greta and Helga for a second? Because we get a scene later. I think it's in this season where Helga, uh, Greta's talking with Noah, right? And she's talking yeah. about how the child Helga is not born out of love. And I think that Greta, maybe she was a rape victim and that's how he was, she was born. Um, what do you, like, and maybe that's why she's so cold towards him, but, uh, am I on the right track there? Is that, is that kind of what's going on with her? Yeah. I mean, could it be, uh, something as simple as maybe burn impregnated her before they were married? You know, it could not, you know, it could be anything, you know, um, they don't, they don't ever really get into it. Right. Um, we don't come back to it, but yeah, yeah, she does kind of like hint at something not standard. Right. Yeah. Um, not, not like, you know, that type of thing or, um, it could be that. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I, I'm sure people have theories on, on what that is. Cause she definitely does something where she kind of alludes to it being, yeah, not, not right. Not, not kind of the, the way it should be. Right. Right. And you know, it is a different time period. It's 1950s. Um, you know, values were a little bit different then too. So, you don't know exactly what she's talking about, but it is hinted that something something bad happened to her, or maybe it was just you know born not, a, not maybe the father wasn't Helga, and it's it's just it's just a case of that. Um, sorry, was not burned, but um, was not burned. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. But there uh, there is an interesting scene later, and when I get to it, I want to focus in on it a little bit more. I think she'll she'll end up talking to Noah, and that uh, it's a yeah. pretty informative scene. Um, so. Um, there's definitely one more thing. I'm going to keep looking for it, Jared, but if you have anything to talk about spoiler-wise, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I, I think, uh, you know, the the big spoiler thing to talk about is, is obviously, 
you know, the conversation between uh, the stranger who is, you know, older version of, Yo- of Jonas yeah. and, uh, and HG. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a great scene to watch once again. You know, now that you've, it's almost <laughs> like now that you've watched everything, watching this episode really was neat because you, you kind of, that conversation had so much more meaning to it. And you kind of see, um, you know, older version of Jonas kind of trying to figure out like, hey, you know, there's got to be a way to change this. And he's just not listening to HG at all. Do you know what I mean? Like they're discussing things, but he's not listening. Yeah. Well, he wants to save. He's still on the save Marta kick, right? That's, that's, that's yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And so he's like where he's going with this, right? He is going to end up in the last episode of the season. He's going to try to blow up the the portal or whatever right and right uh, according to the you know what we talked about in this show that has always happened correct um and yes. he's just yeah it's just like on a loop it's just it's just have everything's happening over and over again so um yeah he doesn't listen to him he's, he's he want and he gets banished from him right he, like the tandas doesn't even want to talk to him at the end of the episode um yes yeah he's like leave leave my store yeah. leave you know that type of thing <laughs> yeah the other thing I guess I wanted to mention, um, they, the bridge between the two, the, the worlds, they mention it in this episode. Um, they're talking about Einstein and another scientist, name begins with an R, and he... Uh, Rosen? Ro- yeah. Rosen something. Uh, they they talk about the bridge between the worlds, and I took that to be the um, the, the, the world that is like, you know, the space, uh, in the space world that they travel in between in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they talk I, about I mean, that. I think... It, it could be, I, I, I mean, yeah, episode, the last episode of, of, of season three, it, that's what they go through, right? Martha and, and Jonas. Yep. Yep. Um, that's, that's, I mean, that's what I take that to be for yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's, it's the, it's a wormhole, right? So you have like, um, it's, uh, he describes it in the, in the episode, but it's a black, black hole in the beginning and then a, a white star at the end or something like that yeah uh it was uh, when he was like showing the yeah the the light the shining the light and showing how the wormhole works too um yeah and how it could come you know the light can come from you know you could flash to the left but it could hit you back from the right and it's like that doesn't make any sense but right well is that like that Jonas works. talking to himself it's kind of like hitting <laughs> going back and you know hitting him again from from a side he didn't expect yeah um, um yeah um uh, other other spoiler things. Uh, Ulrich, we talked about how he so he's sowing in this episode. Well, he will reap in the next episode, and for for the rest of his life, really, right? He gets stuck in nineteen fifties yeah. prison. So it's yeah, all- you you watch this episode and you kind of don't feel bad. Like I, there are other episodes in the future where you feel bad for him, but then you watch this episode and you're kind of like, oh well, he kind of <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> kind of had this coming. Like yeah, it's like yeah. oh yeah, he did this thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is pretty uh, irredeemable, but uh, he will pay for it. Yeah. He will pay for it big time. And uh, I don't know. It's like in the show, it was it was destined to happen. I guess they talk about you know, do we are we in control of our fate? Do we have choices? And uh, I mean, I got Ulrich did have a choice, but this was this was destined to happen. It seems so. I don't know. It's it's so, yeah. it's so complicated. The the show. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. But you you get the feeling that it's yeah. just destined to happen. Yeah. Like. Ulrich is destined to to try and stop Helga in any way, shape, or form uh, from you know taking away loved ones, right? Yeah, and that is that is you know why I guess we should think about why Ulrich's doing it. He's not just doing it for no reason. He wants to save Mikkel. He wants to 
um, he wants to, yeah, he wants to save his son. He wants to save, and that's why he's doing it. And, you know, the show is a lot about the lengths we would go to, you know, protect or, you know, help the ones that we love. And he is going to go to an extreme length to do that and, you know, trying to murder a child. So, um, you know, the right. show deals with those <laughs> very difficult choices. Um, but, but it's, it's interesting that previous episode to this, so episode seven, um, when Helga wakes up and he's like, I remember, I remember it was Ulrich. Like yep. he's referring to this episode. He's oh, yeah. referring to Olga, Olga Ulrich like beating him up as a child. Like he remembers that all of a sudden, and you know it's it's very scary, and that's why he kind of freaks out when Ulrich comes into the hospital room. Right? Oh, yeah. It's not because he you know he he feels more guilt. That's not really the reason. He remembers it, you know, and obviously he's guilty, but at the same time, it, it's more so his reaction is because he remembers Ulrich was the one who beat him up and, yeah. and nearly you know left him for dead almost. Right, and Ulrich sets it all in motion. Without Ulrich beating him up, he never meets Noah, and he never starts murdering children. And uh, so uh, this sets yeah. Helga on this path. And uh, we should talk about, like, Helga, the older version of him. He went to the right and went to 1986, which is why Ulrich can't find him. And eventually, he's going to crash into himself, which stops the, the you know, the, the, kids, uh, the kids from being taken, correct? Right. Um, right. So that's kind of what happened with uh, older Helga. Um, can we talk about the family tree really quickly? Because they talk, we can we, yeah. we now know, me and Jer were making sure we knew who this was before the episode. So they talk about, um, you know, uh, Agnes's grandma's from Wyndon. And once you know who it is, it's kind of funny. And it's true that she's from Wyndon. There's two grandmas. One is Regina. But the one I think that Agnes really kind of looks like her is Hannah, right? I mean, and like it kind of makes Hannah, sense. Right? That, yeah. That's that's the main grandma that she's probably thinking of at that point. I think so too. And I guess I never put it together, but yeah, they, there's a striking resemblance between them. They're both very, you know very elegant women, and um, they yes, they uh, it, it's just really cool. Um, <laughs> I, I never thought about it till then, but and just going back and seeing it, and she said, "Yeah, my grandma's from here." Oh, it's Hannah because Hannah is Bartosh's or no, excuse me, Hannah is Celia's mom. Cilia marries Bartosh, and Bartosh has Agnes. They have Agnes and um, Noah together. So that's how that all connects. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. Like, you know, I, I didn't think about that until now, but, um, you know, obviously Egon's impressed with her when he, he meets her as the potential tenant in, their, in his house. But, um, and then he ends up sleeping with Hannah, right? Oh, so, like, You know, it's... I guess that's that. Maybe they planted the seed, right? And they have like, a kid, and, you know. They wait. Hold on. Yeah, because they have Cilia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it right. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, and then well, obviously, then but Agnes's true interest will be Doris, right? And uh, so Correct. Agnes is with Doris, but uh, Aegon's with Agnes's grandma. Oh, the show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, that part is really like. Oh man, that kind of makes sense. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, that's pretty funny piecing it together live, Jared. I like that. That's uh oh man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. There's a lot, there's there's a lot of spoiler things. It was a great episode to go back and see. You know, with the context of everything that we know. Um, yes. And you know, Aegon. I guess we kind of see the beginning of his you know adventure with time travel, and it's going to be a 33 year journey for him. That's going to end up with his daughter killing him right um and yeah. he finally pieces it together but kind of starts right now with him finding the bodies 
um, that are from the this, future. This is definitely the start of Egon like trying to figure things out and knowing something's up, right? Yeah. And yeah. It, 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 the end is when he puts it all together that the, the White Devil is this is daughter, right? Yeah, it's a long and sad road for him to get there, so it's going to be rough. Um, all right, so, uh, oh, and I guess the other thing, we see Claudia, and I, I don't know if we mentioned this in the episode, but we see Claudia, and she's looking at all the photos, and it's kind of funny, the older version of her. You know, when we see these yeah. photos, I forget that they're actually, like, they're actually real parts of the show, right? It's not just for the audience, like, it's not just, like, a montage created for the audience. No, it's Claudia's looking at this. She created this board of people, and she's trying to figure everything out, right? Yep. And, yeah. Uh, she is. But but at that point, doesn't she, she really, I think she's just using visual representation and trying to like figure things out, but she kind of has all the answers already, right? I think she, so. As if, when she's kind of like 50 and in the post-apocalyptic world, she gets the whole book, right? Yeah. She gets the, the book written by the infinity symbol and she's, she knows it all. I mean, she kind of has it all. So she's just putting up the pictures to kind of like as a visual representation for herself to think things through. But I, I feel like she kind of knows all the answers, right? Yes. Yeah, she does. And I'm sorry. I was just thinking, you mentioned the infinity symbol. And I was thinking, you know what? They have more grandparents, don't they? Uh, the, it's not just Regina and Hannah. Because if we go from the, the infinity symbol, the nameless trio, his mom would be Marta, right? So, also, right. Marta is the grandma of Agnes Nielsen. Am I right, or am I just like, I think that's right. Because I think that would be the, oh, I don't know. I no, it is that. right. No, it's so messed up, Jared. Because that's right, the, yeah, right. Because, and then his other, his grandma is twice Hannah, because Hannah is Jonas's mom. So, on both sides, it's Hannah is his grandma, or her grandma. Because, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just piecing this all together now, but yeah, that is true, because... Hannah, his four grandmas are Hannah, Hannah, Regina, and Marta, who are, you know, big characters in the show. I just think it's really funny just saying that out loud. <laughs> it's just the most messed up family tree you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So um, I'm glad we talked about that. That's really funny. Um, but I, I wonder who she's talking about. Is it because now Marta seems like, a, you know, she's one of the central figures of the show. Maybe, it, maybe it's her. But uh, Hannah does show up twice. So I don't, it's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's 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 a great show. It's, yeah. it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll we'll leave it maybe at that revelation, and uh, uh, let's uh, let's close out the show, Jer. Um. So if you, unless you have anything else, do you have anything else? No, no, not nothing else for me. All right. Very cool. So yeah, hell of an episode. Um. <laughs> and I think it will really lead into the next two are great as well. So. Uh, the ending of seasons, they do such a good job with. So looking forward to covering those. As they well. do. All right. So you can write to the show um, at wakeupwinden at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at wakeupwinden. And if you have any time to write a five-star review, that would be really wonderful. We'd really appreciate it. I'm told it helps uh, people find the show. So, uh, Jer, thanks so much for joining me. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.